This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, the state of public health in the United States certainly has been challenged by many crises. Prior to two years ago, the opioid crisis was front and center of the discussion, but now the coronavirus pandemic and the attached variants has added a new layer to the discussion around public health. Dr. Leanna Wen is author of the new book, Lifelines, A Doctor's Journey in the Fight for Public Health. She's also a public health professor at George Washington University and was formerly Baltimore's health commissioner. Dr. Wen, thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome. Great to join you. So uh, in general, uh, obviously the pandemic has, has brought something totally new to the mix, but in general, how do you view the state of public health in our country? I think our state, uh, the state of public health in the U.S. was in crisis prior to the pandemic, and the pandemic has laid bare the many problems with years of disinvestment in public health and lack of understanding of what public health really is. We have also seen during the pandemic how the, the virus, COVID, did not create health disparities, but it has certainly exacerbated them. And so I am very worried about what happens next because frontline public health officials and, um, and, and, and staff have been working around the clock with no rest. Public health has now been politicized in a way that it has not been before. And I worry that not only have the problems not gotten better, but they have gotten worse. And I hope that we can get out of this crisis and begin to focus on some of the other issues that have been neglected that were epidemics prior to COVID, like the opioid crisis, that are now even worse because of ongoing neglect due to COVID. What do you think this has meant for yourself and, and for other members of the medical community? Because we've heard the stories about how the members of the medical community have really been challenged like never before, especially during this last uh, last two years. But in general, how have all of these elements kind of impacted uh, yourself and other physicians? Yeah, so I think it has impacted us who are frontline providers, physicians, nurses, pharmacists, techs, etc., in a very direct way, obviously, because of um, the the patients that we're seeing who have COVID, the overwhelmed healthcare systems, the inability to take care of other um, individuals with medical issues. But I think much of the conversation, back to your first question, really needs to center on what's going on with our public health system as well. And here I'm talking about local, city, county, state health officials who were already so strapped when it comes to um, what they were dealing with. They were already wearing multiple hats, trying to manage school health and maternal and child health and senior care, and also overseeing mental health and the opioid crisis. All of these issues have been on the back burner now for two years. They have not gotten better. And I'm, I'm worried that many people in public health, uh, just like in medicine, have quit and um, and we're suffering from a severe workforce problem, a huge morale issue, on top of which we have all these ongoing issues that just have not been addressed because all the attention has been focused on COVID-19. Is it safe to say that we're a point right now where the the level of increase of all of these issues for all of the people and, and associated uh, elements involved here we're not just talking about a quick fix for this. This is something that we're going to be dealing with for quite some time. Absolutely. We are dealing with issues 
that could last for years or generations. I mean, look, for example, you were talking about the opioid crisis earlier. We are seeing a dramatic escalation in the number of overdose deaths, which should not be surprising in some ways because addiction is a disease of isolation. And recovery depends on relationships, which have been dramatically disrupted because of the pandemic. We're facing a huge mental health crisis where um, visits for, um, for, for teen girls for suicide have gone, um, for suicidal ideation have gone up. We're talking about children and physical inactivity in our children. We were already having a, a epidemic of childhood obesity, and now that's gotten worse as a result of schools being out. And so I, I think we're really dealing with challenges that we're just beginning to understand. And I hope that we'll be able to emerge from this pandemic quickly and that we will be able to put our attention to these other issues that, again, were already crises before, but are now, if anything, exacerbated. Suffice it to say, is it too early to, to lay out a strategy how to recover from all of these? Obviously, some of the, the individual elements that you just alluded to, the process of, of trying to deal with them is ongoing. But when you're talking about them as a whole uh, and the, the, the kind of cumulative impact that they're having, that's something that, you know, is still, I would think, in the process of being worked out. I don't think anyone has really laid out a good plan for how to address these ongoing issues while COVID still lurks in the background. I mean, right now, we're still in the middle of the Omicron surge. My hope is that come the spring and summer that we're going to have a, um, a relatively quiet period. That should be the time for us to ramp down COVID as an emergency and ramp up our attention to these other issues. The problem, though, is that, as we've seen before in public health crises, people don't think about public health until it's too late. Um, you mentioned my, my book earlier, Lifelines. The initial title of the book was Public Health Save Your Life Today. You just don't know it. As in public health is all about prevention and preventing something from happening. If we're not in the throes of a crisis, I fear that we're not going to have the attention to these other back burner issues that actually will impact our children and generations to come. So let me uh, put one forward to you and, and you can address how it's been impacted during this time of the pandemic it is something like obesity, which was obviously a concern in so many portions of the country. Uh, and, and obviously, I think for many uh, people, it was exacerbated because you were at home. In many cases, you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do a whole lot. That impacted people more. But there's also a segment of people out there, and I, I saw it in my neighborhood in the early days of the pandemic, where it allowed the opportunity for people to say, you know what, I'm just going to get out and go for a walk because I don't have anything else I can do. So it's an interesting dynamic when you're talking about the issue of obesity in this country. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, we know based on um, on surveys that have been done that um, physical inactivity has substantially increased, especially in children. Of course, there are going to be outliers, and I really commend the individuals who have taken um, the opportunity, perhaps they're working from home, um, to do more physical exercise. But we also know that as a whole, on aggregate, that um, the obesity epidemic has worsened. And of course, obesity is associated with many, um, with many um, health issues, including diabetes, heart disease, hypertension, high cholesterol, many types of cancers. And childhood obesity itself, again, was already a, a, a major problem. And so uh, there's, again, no question that, um, that, we, that people have experienced this pandemic differently. I would just put it out there 
there too that obesity and um, and lack of food access is also related to the food environments that people are in as well. That food insecurity is something that also um, helps to fuel um, the obesity crisis too. You, you mentioned about how government officials uh, are, are impacted by this, especially in the public health realm. But to a degree, it's going to be our government, whether it be federal or local, that's probably going to be looked upon to help lead us out of a lot of these issues as we move forward, is it not? Yes. And here's my worry. And I feel like I've been laying out a lot of my concerns, although I think here there is an answer as well. My worry is that public trust in our health agencies have seriously been eroded in this pandemic. And it's for a variety of reasons. We have had people who have sought to politicize the pandemic, who have spread misinformation and active disinformation about things like vaccines and masks. But also, a lot of these were due to unforced errors as well. There was a lot of hope coming into the Biden administration for the CDC, for example, to restore their um, their their glory. I mean, this is an agency that other countries name their top infectious disease or public health agency after the CDC. We have the African CDC, the Chinese CDC, etc., because it is seen to be this amazing public health entity. Well, the CDC has made multiple very serious errors that have eroded public trust in not only the CDC, but all of public health. For example, the um, muddled messaging around isolation, um, confusion around boosters, initially lifting mask mandates prematurely without consideration of what that might do. I mean, there were a number of major mistakes that we are still paying the price for. There's a way for us to to get past this, but I think it will really take very specific attention to how do we have transparency, accountability from our um, from our top public health leaders? Because this doesn't just have an impact on coronavirus; it has an impact on all other infectious disease outbreaks going forward, and the entire span of public health, which is much broader than infection control, including ongoing um, chronic diseases, as we were talking about with obesity, diabetes, etc., but also mental health, something else that's been yeah. seriously impacted because of COVID. Dr. Wang, greatly appreciate a few moments and all the best with the book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Lena Wen, uh, author of the new book, Lifelines, a doctor's journey in the fight for public health. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.